0: Yo, 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 it's your boy, Brother Blue, man. And thank you, thank you, and thank you again for coming back and checking out another episode of Random Serious Sister Podcast. We greatly appreciate you. In this episode, me and Bill discussed the conflict going on right now in Saudi Arabia, some recent mergers and acquisitions, and how we should feel as consumers with all these big firms coming together. And lastly, um, the situation right now in Cape Town, South Africa, in that day zero water crisis. So, as always, man, share, like, subscribe, we hashtag, show, you fancy, we show, ay, you Brandy Shout out to Kevin Ross with the Bro, impeccable, impeccable cover. Shout out Kevin
1: of, Ross, man, but dude i don't know man prototype Prototype, man is that's like the og joint the instrumentals the vibe to it like it's just i don't know if you can't redo that man hit that you are the prototype man welcome back to another episode (laughs) of random
0: seriousness it's your boy brother blue and i'm bill we make up random seriousness where we meet to discuss topics that are oftentimes random
1: but always serious and thought-provoking baby my brother blue coming through with the quote this week what you yeah, got before for me,
0: before we start on the quote, I gotta get another shout out to the Grammys for putting me on Despacito. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm a little late, but I've been jamming at at least four times a day in the cubicle at work. So uh, shout out to my Puerto Rican, Puerto Ricans, my Dominicanos, all my Latin folks. Um, brother Despacito. Blue, what's your quote for this week? Because <laughs> you were like ten
1: <laughs> years late. So what's your what 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 you got this week for us on the quote, my
0: brother? So the quote this week, um. It's by Vera Nazarene. I probably butchered that, but it's a deep quote. So it goes, it's a fact. Everyone is ignorant in some way or another. Ignorance is our deepest secret. And it is one of the scariest things out there because those of us who are the most ignorant are also the ones who often don't know it or don't want to admit it. So what you think about that dog?
1: Man, that's a that's a good quote, man. Um definitely one thing like i say i noticed i know i talked to you about it you noticing as well is like the more you learn and the more you see how much it is to learn we talked about this last week actually right it kind of like quiets you because you really can't say you know you don't know like you may look like you know to somebody else Mm -hmm. which they're talking about here with the most of the ignorant people because most of the ignorant people are the ones who are always going around loud like oh i know this oh i know this read this did that read that." and to be honest i would be the first to say like i i I completely understand because i was there at some point i'm not gonna say it's the levels but it's just i feel like it's just growth to it when it comes to that and it's just like when the quote when they were saying you know most ignorant are you know the ones who often don't know it which is i can't fault you for knowing, but at the same time i Mm can't fault you because you've been here long enough you know you've been around long enough to know so that's really not an excuse and then you had the ones who don't want to admit it you know so yeah that's like yeah man that's that that pretty much summed up (laughs) how i think
0: about what you think about that man Uh, what what made you come across that what happened like kendrick said ignorance is bliss and i think that Mm -hmm. Ignorance can be a good and bad thing because like Queen Erica said, the man who knows uh, something knows that he knows nothing at all. So in a sense, that's ignorance because ignorance Mm -hmm. means not knowing. So I think when you don't know, you're going to look more into things and um, research more and, and look more into deaf and stuff. So I feel like ignorance in that sense is, a good thing so it like the most powerful thing you can say is i don't know
1: man you know what i'm saying because yo, just had that conversation
0: <laughs> the most powerful thing you can say is man, I, I don't know like,
1: i don't know it's tough
0: i don't know and i am wrong yeah so ignorance is bliss embrace your ignorance but that doesn't mean be dumb yeah you know what i'm saying that line, it's, a, it's, it's
1: balance man yeah. it's all about balance exactly. the yin and the yang and to see that man so what do we have here first
0: Let's talk about the Middle East, Middle let's talk East. about the Middle East. Nah, ISIS, y'all, we ain't talking about ISIS, <laughs> yeah. we not going to give y'all that. So a lot's been going on in the Middle East, and I mean, we've both been looking at it, but I really want you to just start, um, just give a background on, um, you know, what's been going on in Saudi Arabia, and then uh, yep. we can go from there. Yep,
1: yep, yep, that's a good way to put it, man. Saudi Arabia, uh, their new crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman is next in line to become the king um his father you know how they have more so in Saudi Arabia they don't have legs, they have you know to Monarch. keep it in the family yeah yeah it yeah, stays in the family so he had to you know battle cousin we'll talk about that a little a little bit um but he 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 made his way to where it looks like he's going to be next in line uh today he has a vision he has a thing called the vision 2030 simply put um says that Saudi Arabia to be the heart of the Arab in Islamic worlds and he quotes you know we want to lead normal lives where our religion and tradition translate into tolerance so that we can coexist with the world and become part you know development world yeah and, and the crazy thing about that is i'm sorry
0: i am no no you good off, man you good but the crazy thing about that is is that sounds like such of a like millennial like let's accept everybody mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. view and that's mm-hmm. definitely not what you see traditionally um, Advertise yeah, when you yeah, yeah. think From of there. Muslims, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You, From there, and it, and that's just that just blows
1: my mind that you just said that. But continue. yeah, no, 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 100. percent. And it, it it goes back into like they say they don't want to be tied to that, you know, because a lot of people are Muslim, but you have extremists. Right, Muslim, right. It goes to that. Oh, uh, the second part, investment powerhouse. Are uh, they planning to use you know the strong investment capabilities they have to help stimulate the kingdom's economy and diversify the revenues? And then being that hub connecting three continents—Asia, Europe, and Africa—you um, know they're in a very strategic location. If you know where Saudi Arabia smack is, dab in the smack dab in the middle of those three continents, so they want to be—you know—making them an epicenter of trade and a gateway to the world. Everything I just said is on. You can just type in "Saudi Arabia Vision 2030." You can go on the site and see it. But uh, big thing that you said, man, to the millennial aspect, a lot of things he's doing is catering uh, to the to the millennials and. Like I say, we it's a lot of sides to this, so we just kind of giving some. I'm giving some background here, but right. um, women finally have some rights. They have the right to drive. I say that's the biggest one. Facts. Um, first movie. What was that first movie that they um, let them
0: see in the movie theater? Crazy emoji movie. Emoji I movie. I did not even <laughs> know that they showed that. <laughs>
1: in <theaters>. First movie. <laughs> I didn't see that
0: advertised in America, so I don't know how <laughs> they got that over there. But. First
1: movie, man, that's crazy, man. <laughs> and they also taking the power away. Um, or the religious you know, police to arrest citizen. But I say all that to say from a military aspect, 70% of Saudi's population is under the age of 30, and a lot of this is catering to them. Like you said, yeah. that's a millennial And thing. that makes sense, though, because,
0: mm-hmm. I mean... His dad is in his eighties. you know what I'm saying? He yeah. probably like older
1: guy. And he's only what 32, 33, yeah. He like, mm-hmm. look,
0: the streets talking. I know what they want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got what they want. So just let me let me take the reins. You know
1: what I'm saying? But the uh the the, the biggest thing uh with this issue that that's eye opening, I should say, is that he's kinda went on a I don't even know what to call it, man. Power like struggle a, or yeah, like, like a power move or something, but basically he's rounded up two hundred or so princess and um he's basically said he's on a plan to get back 100 billion 100 billion yes i said that right now 100 million 100 billion worth of money in corruption from different princesses uh princess royals government his family officials. government officials things of that nature and i'm like man this is crazy like he's yeah. literally just taking these people they're all at the ritz carlton yes i said that correctly they're being held at the ritz carlton (laughs) lock me
0: up (laughs) throw away the key
1: yo (laughs) i I can only imagine that's a whole episode (laughs) in itself being locked up in being in jail we talked about
0: libya in the last episode and how wealthy they was that Gaddafi was able to offer them free health care, <laughs> free education, <laughs> and free housing. <laughs> Think about how wealthy you got to be in Saudi Arabia that your jail is the risk-causing. <laughs> it
1: is the risk-causing. <laughs> I mean, they do have a jail. Now, don't get me wrong. They do have a jail, Um, which, honestly, currently, to update at this point, point, um, 95 uh, people, different people of the different type of, you know, coming from all different backgrounds, are left. Um and they moved them actually to a jail because the Risk Carlton said they're back open for business. But basically the Crown Prince formed a new anti corruption committee to get the hundred billion back. Right. He's rounding up. Um, he removed his cousins, like I said, removing all family so it won't be a problem coming to their biggest person
0: rounded up, Prince Holloway. Prince Holloway, aka the Muslim war, Buffett. Yeah, the Warren Buffett of the Middle very East, very powerful, and that's, yeah, the that very powerful. that's the thing that that's the thing that kind of raised my eyebrow. And that's I what was I was like,
1: going to give you the question on. Yeah, what with him being arrested, not a lot of his friends are coming to speak, you know, to to his defense. I would say, my I think I heard like one or two people from some high profile, but he's I mean he's heavily invested in City Apple, right? Just huge companies, mm-hmm. he's a very big stakeholder what do you what does what it what does that say about it are they waiting you know for this ipo or like talk more about that What what's going on
0: so i think that i mean we know that money rules the world and in a sense i think that these companies are both waiting waiting the situation out because they do want to invest in saudi arabia potentially mm-hmm.
1: For the IPO, we did, he talking about Saudi Aramco. They're big. The, yeah, the oil company. Um, oil company.
0: I think they want to invest in Saudi Arabia, but then I also think that it's an international issue. So it's not like if they don't they don't do business in Saudi Arabia right now. At least I don't think so. Yeah. So it's like, uh, this is a kind of a touchy situation. I'm gonna let the president. I'm gonna let him handle, handle it. it. Yeah. And yeah. know that. <laughs> I kind of think that Trump has influenced MBS in a way because... Yeah, remember, who went over there and met... Uh, Jared Kushner. Yeah, his son-in-law. His his son-in-law went over there
1: and met with him. Mm
0: -hmm. So I think that Trump and his family has had some influence on MBS, and it's caused him to go into this kind of power struggle. But I think that eventually he'll have to bring some proof out because Aloe's not gonna pay that money.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not, not, he's mean, he said, yeah. I mean, he even said he would try to, you know, he would he would make a donation. His thing is, if he pays the money, that's basically him admitting to some form of corruption. Exactly. He's saying, I'm not corrupt. So that's the whole issue. And how do we? And then the other doing thing, that. Is, and the others as well.
0: How do we know MBS ain't corrupt? How you? I mean, I'm, yeah, sh- yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, you didn't pocket this you know money that. too. You know that.
1: But <laughs> basically, basically, he's arresting everyone who would have some type of independent power of him. Right. So if he wanted to say something, they could push back and be like, yo, I don't know, like, nah, we we not with that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he basically rounded those people up. But like I say, 95 or so are left um, from that. But big thing you said there with Donald Trump and they just recently signed the arms deal. I want you to kind of give, you know, dig into more the second part of this talking about the war in Yemen that Saudi Arabia is is, you know, has their feet in with along with the US and even in Syria. Well,
0: talk about talk about Yemen first and then we'll kind of yeah. more elaborate and ask some questions. So the war in Yemen, um first of all, let's say prayers go out to the the Yemenese people because this has been one of the largest humanitarian probably the largest humanitarian crises as far as war goes, um, ever um, dating back to August of 2016, there's been 10,000 civilian casualties. Um, Saudi Arabia has been bombing funerals, hospitals, schools, pretty much everything in Yemen, um, you know, destroying you know, c- civilians, the whole city. So, uh, definitely prayers go out to them. Um, but to give some background, the reason why Saudi Arabia even got into this war is because. They thought that the Houthi rebels uh, who are fighting against the Yemen government were being a proxy for Iran. Iran and the Houthi rebels have something in common in the sense that they are both Shiites. Yep. Saudi Arabia yep. is a Sunni um, but they are now surrounded by Shiites in Iran. They have the Houthi rebels in Yemen which is below them. Iran is you know to the top right of them. Iraq which was, um, you know, Sunni under, uh, what's his name? What was a dictator uh, that we killed? Um, Bin Laden? B- no, not Bin Laden, the other one. Saddam Hussein? Yeah, Saddam, Saddam Hussein. So he was a, a Sunni, and once the war in Iraq happened, we overthrew him. Shiites took over the government in Iraq. So Saudi Arabia is not only fighting against the rebels in Yemen, they're also aiding Sunni rebels in Iraq to try to get that government back under Sunni control. So mm-hmm. they're they're in, have their hands kind of in everything going on in the Middle East right now. Mm-hmm. But the Sunni and Shiite thing is really what this is about. So I want you to kind of go in depth a little bit about that before we talk about the war.
1: Yeah. So the Sunni and Shiite thing basically just bore down to Yemen has two presidents. I know it sounds crazy. Yes, they have two presidents. Um, had one president, he wouldn't give up, basically wouldn't give up power and control, so they have another one. But the reason they they have two is Salah is backed by the Shiites, and that was what Brother Blue was talking about with Iraq and Iran being Shiites, Mm -hmm. and the U.S. lifted those sanctions off Iran, so that gave them a little more flexibility in terms of backing the Houthi rebels who are Shiites. Right. And then you have Heidi, who's the newly elected, our most recent president, and he's a Sunni, and Sunnis basically are what, you know, what they are in Saudi Arabia. Now, the biggest difference with those two comes from a term, from, from an aspect of a power. And the Shiites, basically from a power standpoint, want, you know, what a democracy is. Vote, bring people in, vote to have people elected. Right. And the Sunnis basically want to keep everything in a royal type family, which we see in Saudi Arabia. So. That's really when you think of Sunni Shiites, like you were saying, you know, Protestant yeah. Catholic. But when you think of it, it's more so from a power standpoint and a voting and giving the people power in yeah. in the say of things. Um, so
0: the the kind of split between the Sunnis and Shiites in the in the Muslim community goes all the way back to Muhammad days. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, the Sunnis felt like Abu Bakr, a close friend of the Prophet. Um, should be the next Muslim leader, quote-unquote. But the Shiites claimed that Muhammad had appointed his son-in-law Ali to be his successor, so he should be the one to be the leader. But the Sunnis ended up um, winning out, and ever since then, that's when the whole kind of rift happened. And then later, uh, Muhammad's son-in-law Ali was killed by Sunnis. So that just raised the tension even more
1: yeah so and 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 when they were and and like you said he had got killed by the Saudis. so with this though a big thing to it like you were talking about earlier to bring it kind of back around what does the i know the u.s influence that you were saying what does the u.s influence more so have to gain here in you know this backing that they have of saudi arabia because they you know we already have democracy here we already right. have voting election here. like why would they back it and Oh, he, you said a word in there, proxy too. Proxy, more so, simply put, is like what the U.S. is doing with Saudi Arabia. They're not against, they're not in the war in Yemen, but they're aiding someone who is in the war against. So they're in a proxy war. But yeah, man, what does the U.S. have to gain, you know, from
0: this? Th- that's crazy because the U.S. really has their hands in the Middle East also. And I think mm-hmm. that clearly we went to the war in Iraq because of oil. I think clearly where, um, Trying to play nice with Saudi Arabia, one because of oil, but also because there's a lot of opportunity there for foreign investment. Yeah, that IPO is big. IPO, and they said they're gonna allow forty nine percent of it to be invested. Yeah, um, so I think that foreign, you know, clearly it goes back to money rules all. Trump cares about money, and that's why the U.S. is in there. But traditionally, war makes money. Traditionally. The sh- the strongest allies to the U.S. have been Sunnis like um, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Jordan. Um, they did the nuclear deal with Iran, mm-hmm. but they're also working alongside Shiites in Iraq to try to fight against ISIS, who are Sunnis. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yep. it's like so many, so many. It's like cousins fighting cousins, and, yeah, and the U.S. just giving everybody guns pretty much again <laughs> us and
1: russia two biggest
0: deals yes yeah. and russia so so i uh, i think end of the day it's all about oil and money for the u.s and but I, I i would think that hopefully trump does like obama did and tries to stop selling them arms after this last mm-hmm. deal because like Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia deal don't. fresh, so I mean, yeah. this ain't like. Saudi this Arabia, deal real fresh, like <laughs> they really, they really don't like the fact that they're bombing and okay with killing so many civilians. I think by the U.S. being involved in it, they could really implicate themselves in potential war crimes if it gets to that point. Because I don't think this war, there's no winning to this war right now. And yeah. Saudi Arabia has so much money, and they're backed by the U.S. But They've been fighting this war for now, going on three years, and there's no clear winner or resolution in sight. So, just just pray for Yemen, MMM man, and um definitely hope that this thing come to a conclusion before more innocent people are are lost, man.
1: Yeah, but uh to to stay on the business aspect, man. Um, next topic, kind of want to bring in emergency acquisition that's been going on, uh, that we've been seeing a yes, lot sir. of. It, I would say, you know, lately.
0: A lot of potential ones too. Fifty
1: thousand merger about. and acquisition deals in 2017 alone record of all time.
0: What fifty thousand individual, individual deals. Individual
1: deals worldwide Sheesh. in 2017. So that's that's man, that's that's crazy, man. But yeah, man, a lot of merger and acquisitions have been going on, and it's kind of.
0: I would let's say let's break down what uh, mergers and acquisition. Then, just oh yeah. Those yeah, who don't know. yeah, yeah. So, no, merger man.
1: acquisition. Simple, simply put, another company buys another company. They yeah. become one. Two comes one. Um, they come under that company who buys them umbrella. You can have a vertical merger, horizontal merger, um, horizontal, side by side, same thing. Sound alike. Yeah. Easily put vertical. Give you the book definition. Vertical merger occurs when two or more firms operating at different levels within an industry supply chain merge operations. Most often, the logic behind the merger is to increase synergies created by merging firms that would be more efficient operating
0: as one. So vertical, as you think, straight up, straight down. Um, like vertical would be like Facebook by Instagram. Yeah. Or something, yeah, yeah horizontal yeah. would be Spectrum Time Warner. You know yeah, 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 yeah. In, like
1: in the that. same, in the same, and I, I wouldn't even say yeah, 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 like it's it's so many ways you can go. The, the biggest or
0: Disney and Fox, or something yeah, like
1: yeah, yeah, that. It's, it's 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 so many ways you can go with it, but I don't want to focus in too much on it because I didn't want that to be the <laughs> the, uh, <Yeah. laughs> the the meat of it. But yeah, yeah man, um, speaking of a vertical merger, kind of give you an example of what's going on. I want to kind of talk about um, today is uh, the CVS Atna deal, uh, $69 billion. CVS, the largest pharmacy healthcare provider. Yep. Atna is the uh, third largest insurer. This is a great example of a vertical merger because um, your insurer pays for your drugs that you would go get at CVS. So now that CVS has bought your insurer, in terms of choices to
0: make, you may not have that. Does, does this help? 'cause i don't i honestly don't because- i probably because I don't buy medicine or i don't use, i don't take medicine mm-hmm. or really you know need to get sick to go to the doctor get mm-hmm. prescribed mm-hmm. hashtag eat fruit mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I want to know like as a consumer, let's say something does happen mm-hmm. should I be concerned about this or my my drug price is gonna go up or you know what I'm saying like yeah see that's what
1: that's 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 what I'm kind of wondering, too, and, and my side, I'm on the side of kind of thinking that this can be bad because the drug companies can do and hospitals can do whatever they want. So a little background into it. Drug companies have been buying drug companies, pharmacies and insurers haven't been buying other pharmacies than insurers. Right. Um, insurers wanted to get bigger for negotiation purposes with bigger hospitals. Hospitals argued that, you know, they needed to scale to negotiate with the bigger insurers, ironically. And, uh, um, you know, it kind of seems to be in a race where majority of the market is dominated by, you know, just a few giant firms who really won't compete too hard with each other on price. You know what I'm saying? To keep each other alive. But we as consumers don't really see much paperwork in terms of what goes in the price. So in terms of like, let's take the prescription drug market, for example, um, you have these people called pharmacy benefit, benefit managers. and uh, PBMs, Mm -hmm. and they basically are hired by the insurers to negotiate the best prices from drug manufacturers and set up things that direct patients, you know, to the cheapest but the best drugs, you know, that they can have out there. I should have said best but cheapest drugs (laughs) first. But when you look at that, four PBMs control 80% of the market. One of them, which is Caremark, Mm -hmm. is owned already by CVS, who just merged with Aetna. Okay. So that's why when I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, it's not many choices you can make because your insurer just got swallowed up. It's only three. There, Adna was the third largest health insurer and in, in one of the most, you know, diversified healthcare benefit companies. I think had like 22 million people um, under their umbrella. But, you know, so when you look at it and Aetna was 22 percent of CBS sales last Jeez. year on their balance sheet. So it's just so much um to it, man, when it comes to that. But that is a great example if you want to, when I'm glad I kind of segue that into explaining what a vertical merger is, because now you see that the person who really is supposed to be negotiating price with has bought that company. And granted, they say, you know, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I would think, good.
0: my perspective on it is, I think mm-hmm. the optimist in me would say, okay, you know, if we acquiring these companies, we're getting bigger, we have increased efficiencies we would pass those, you know, those cost savings along to the the people, to the consumer. That doesn't always work. Being in, definitely in my industry, knowing how, you know, price increases and, you know, buying raw materials and things like that work, sometimes when raw material prices go down, company just keeps that profit for themselves. Mm -hmm. When costs go up, though, they like to pass that along to the consumer. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I would hope Mm -hmm. that, you know, CVS, does the right thing and, you know, makes medicine more affordable because, you know, you can't have a lot of sick people out here. But bigger question is, do you think that mergers and acquisitions are good for um, the economy or society as a whole? Because I, I think it personally diminishes competition. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's go back to what I say about the balance. And I think it's a thing. I think it's on the other side, like way on the other side right now right. to where it's going, because. A big thing to it is you have a lot of these companies, like you said, and it's a diminishing competition. So now you have these companies, not only are they diminishing competition, but they're sitting on loads of cash, just sitting, facts, and it's growing, and then they can buy more companies, right? And they can buy, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, at what point does is, is there a such thing as too much growth? You know what I'm saying. That's so too we, much growth to that, <laughs> to, that, to that to that question about you know is it good for the economy? I definitely agree it is, but I think you have to have some thin line because a lot of people and we see it all the time too, especially when working at the tech startup. How companies like people will start a company and knowing that Facebook or somebody got got the money to pay them yeah Buku money. The the owners will just take that money yeah. and then be like, "Yo, all right, y'all can have the company." And then the bigger company is able to do whatever they want with the company, not knocking yeah. the bigger company, but it's like, "Dang, man!" Like, you know, yeah, have I mean, this competition I see, aspect yeah, of it, you know.
0: I can see it in both ways.
1: Yeah, I, and I do. That's why yeah. I say it's balance. Yeah. I can see it both ways. Really, no right or wrong, but but you do have to have balance. Yeah. You know.
0: You know. And speaking of um, of cash with this new tax plan, I yeah. saw that. Mm-hmm. Apple now has 252 billion dollars. It's crazy. That they have they used to stash overseas to avoid paying taxes in the U.S. because of the high tax rate, but now they can bring that back with the lower tax rate being 21%, I believe. So, I was reading an article about them potentially buying Netflix.
1: Mhm. Which that's crazy. That, I don't even want to believe that.
0: May, I mean, which really makes sense because... but It Apple, makes sense. Apple I just don't even this, see that's
1: go back to what I'm saying, yeah, what you were
0: saying. Apple has, you know, Apple TV. They're trying to do the whole new shows and stuff like that. But uh, an Apple, Netflix... Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to talk about that, bro. Like I don't even want to think because that's just yeah. Apple, Netflix, man. That is.
0: I was talking to one of my coworkers today, thinking, and they like, were saying how they got an email about that Netflix um, subscription is going up by a dollar or something like that in March. And I was like, it only makes sense that Netflix started out so cheap to compete against cable. I was about to say, cable. bro, you can't get too mad yeah. at that, bro. But I think it started so cheap to compete against cable and now that people like like direct tv now has direct tv streaming for 35 mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. or whatever and i U-verse. think more cable more cable companies are going to go to that model so netflix is going to be the same as cable i don't think they ever will take out cable completely
1: but see the, but i i think
0: i i get what you're
1: saying there but then i also argue on the other side it's like we haven't had a problem with the price point the cheap price point we've had yeah. cable would never come to that point I yeah. don't think it'll ever get to that point as long as it's alive. But the only thing to about dollars yeah, you said how much it was it? Thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. But like long, I'm still beating by about twenty-four dollars.
0: Is they have the the live aspect that Netflix doesn't. So Agree. When you want to watch sports Agree. or something like Agree. that? ESPN things like that. So that adds some value to it, which is why you know we still got it because I'm always watching that. Um, but I think eventually. I just. I think it just makes sense. I think, especially because Netflix has like eight. I think they got like eight billion, six or eight billion dollars in debt because they're producing so many movies. They giving Chappelle sixty million, Will Smith twenty million. So, um, do you think the tax plan
1: will affect any of that? Like any of the?
0: I think we'll probably see more. We we And granted, I don't know much about it. So yeah, we saw fifty thousand deals last year. We probably will see at least another record year, 75,000.
1: I mean, it I, it, I, it wouldn't doubt, is it that much left? Is it that many do oh, it, yeah. people creating, definitely, people creating? Yeah. Definitely. People creating, man. Definitely. They're, they're definitely creating. And like you said, a, a big thing. Oh, I do know with the tax plan though, with Trump abandoning a uh, TPP trans Pacific partnership, um, U S companies have some leverage, uh, because nations are concerned that if they don't give American companies a chance, um, in their country, they can be denied opportunities in the U.S. So that's I i know that's a I guess a positive yeah. light from that. <laughs> as as, man,
0: I just don't want to pay no more in taxes. But take this tax money, companies, and fix some of these roads. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> infrastructure. yeah, infrastructure. I talked about on <laughs> first episode. D please, plus right now, man. It's crazy. Do some.
1: It's crazy, man. And get a, speaking,
0: get the kids some better books in school. <laughs> pay the teachers a little bit more, like. Don't just go about buying everything else. <laughs> Invest in the country first.
1: So speaking of a little backstory real quick. I was reading, I don't know what side I was on, but I was reading some articles in there one day. And I saw an article that said, South Africa may run out of water. And I'm headline reading. Crazy. Yeah, that's it was just bad for me at the time. I'm like, as I click on it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Nah, not in out of water. So here we are, a few months later. And the day at the time was May 28th, May 18th, I'm sorry.
0: Oh, 2018, by the way.
1: Yeah, 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 2018. Um, got pushed up to April 22nd, and it's now April 12th.
0: And I think it would be
1: March. <laughs> yeah, and it might even be, I'm laughing, but it's 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 so funny that I've never, South Africa, Cape Town may be the first, um, Cape Town, South Africa, would be the first major city to run out of water in the world, um, basically current status update right now and what's going on. So you're I know you're probably like, what is hold on, what how? You just how you just throw just that on the sway. Like like, how? how does it even get to that point? Like how does it even who, who wanna break it? You want to break it down, me break it down who I
0: like my my initial thoughts on this was how can cause Cape Town is one of them cities that tourists yeah, we go like, to. Cape Town's and, South Africa. and then I was like what? Running out of water, but then it's been an extreme drought going on, so I was like, Okay, I get that, but where do they get their water from? And yeah, they really kind of depend on that rainfall to go into their public water supply. They you know filter it out through what mm-hmm. they have, what 14 dams, yeah, five yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. which they pull um the water supply from. So, mm-hmm. with that drought happening, I don't know how long it's been going on, but. Mm-hmm. It's caused um, some extreme measures to be put in place by uh, the Cape Town city government to their citizens where when it was initially learned, they were saying, OK, you guys can only use 87 liters of water a day per explain, person. Explain. Hold
1: on. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying only use like explain what 80 like what is 87 liters a day look like? So visual, a, a, mental this, visual yeah, representation. a mental, visual, visual representation.
0: A two-minute shower is 20 liters of water. <laughs> so if y'all like me, I like to listen about two, three songs. You know what I'm saying? That's at least 15 minutes. So my 87 would be gone and then in the morning shower. It's but a
1: video on YouTube about this, too, but it's crazy, though. What else yeah, is it, man? We'll put in the show notes. Yeah, but what
0: else? You're supposed to drink, consume two liters of water a day, you know, just drinking water. <laughs> then if you wash dishes, that's probably another 21 liters of water. Um... If you flush the toilet, I believe that's fifteen liters. So I don't know how many it is, but I know you only get three flushes a day. Yeah. So and I know you go to the bathroom a day is 15
1: more, liters, than, so. more than three flushes a day. Yeah. And and what is it currently now though? Like what is it now? Because citizens yeah.
0: weren't abiding by it, which is crazy. Because I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't agree, abide by it either. Because I'd be like, man, y'all, y'all tripping, out. man. We ain't y'all, to run yeah,
1: out of the for real.
0: But now it's down to fifty liters a day,
1: man. Which and is, you know the people not they not about it. You know they not. Exactly. they want to buy them by eighty seven. They not exactly. about it by fifty.
0: That's crazy, man. Exactly, but that's crazy. I feel like um, it's really not their fault in a sense. So mm-hmm. that just leads to the bigger question of who's really to blame here and how does South Africa get through this? So I mean, who to, do, who do you think is to blame for this for this crisis going on?
1: Well, to give an idea, they have a big. The National Department of Water and Sanitation, of course, is you know that's the people who the people are mad at about because they manage the water. Supply. Exactly, I was about to say because five of the, the five dams that you mentioned, three of those five are owned by the National Department of Water and Sanitation. That's why when you like man, you see this, you like oh man, they might the droughts might hurt them, man. That's the reason why they um gonna run out of water, which is true. But a big part of it is the political, the politics behind the scenes that's going on with the different parties and things of that nature. But kind of just to give a, before I go into that part, give a little background of it. Um, in 2007, a study was published that the current rate of water usage, because when you think of Cape Town, Cape Town is on the coast, so it's like, they're surrounded by water. are not even an inland exactly. place. You wouldn't you know even what think I'm about it. Yeah, you wouldn't even think about it, but yeah, a study was published about current uh, rates of water usage, and they basically said that you'll, you know, need to provide more water, and here's what you need to do. And basically, the spit was ignored. So, <laughs> during the wet season of 2013 and 14, um, consumption, water consumption went down in the city and farmers didn't use their full allocation. Um and more water looked like it was available. You know, they was probably just putting up going through like, yo, these are little signs, you know, exactly. they weren't really doing nothing, but they were just thinking like, okay, yeah, it's good. But the government made a mistake because they was lazy and they exactly, wanted to do the work. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. And they thought that their water saving efforts, the encouraging efforts of water saving was the cause of decline of water um, consumption. And that wasn't the case, so that's how we get here today. And like, like you were saying about it, it being a drought, they were saying it's been you know dry so long that even when it does rain, the ground is so dry that flooding is an aspect. Yeah. The ground doesn't absorb the water that's being given to it. And I'm like, right. man, they're at they're that far, you know. And so uh, to to the government, I I don't know who exactly it is to blame um regarding this i would say but i do know it's some politics going on to where this is not just people overusing water exactly. and saying like you know what i'm saying this is a major city about to run out of water for their citizen they're talking about they're going to have to go to a collection hole you know well what will happen if they if it does happen like what what will be the if day zero gets here
0: what will basically happen so if it does get here um which Everybody, you know, including myself, yeah. thinks it will. I hashtag, hope that prayers Pray, prayers, please. Prayers hashtag Africa, pray daytime. for South Africa. You yeah. you won't see that hashtag on Facebook, but please, you know, let's start it up. Hashtag pray for but South Africa. But I think Africa, it
1: won't be man. on there because of what I said in political volleyball. I ain't mean to cut, but I was just thinking, like, <laughs> yeah. man, there's politics behind this. So, nah, but yeah, man,
0: we know the real reason. Yeah, what you were saying, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh if it does happen, if Day Zero does happen, if and Cape Town does run out of water. Um, pretty much when you go to turn on your sink in the morning or take a shower, that water would be completely cut off. So you'll, the citizens of South Africa will, able, will have to resort to going to um, different water collection zones, and they'll be limited to a certain amount of liters that they can get mm-hmm. in one setting. I, I'm not sure on the exact number, mm-hmm. but um, pretty much they'll have to take Liter you gotta go bottles of water, water. <laughs> and fill them up. What?
1: That's crazy, in order to man.
0: Shower with in order to flush your toilet, in order to bathe. So that's crazy. And man. drink. My bad. I said bathe and shower <laughs> at time. But yeah. So please, 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 please pray for our South African brothers and sisters, man, and, and especially in Cape Town. Yeah, definitely. Another good episode, definitely. Yeah, uh, good. yeah. But to wrap it up, man, I just wanted to to circle it back because in the quote we talked about you know ignorance and ignorance Mm -hmm. being bliss and Mm -hmm. being able to look into more things and Mm -hmm. what we talked about i didn't even realize it until like thinking about it now it's so many different levels to (laughs) yo it's so many yo. (laughs) that's beyond so many the headline and the surface that you really need to question everything and admit that sometimes it's okay to not know. Yeah. If you were to look at, okay, Saudi Arabia and the war in Yemen. All right. But when you really think about this goes back to 1400, <laughs> fourteen hundred fourteen thousand years yeah. <laughs> to Muhammad and everything mm-hmm. like that. And religion plays a part in it, you would never think that. So definitely encourage y'all to to look more beneath the surface, um, uh, research. Fact. And admit admit that you don't know. Ignorance is bliss, but it's definitely not an excuse. Yeah,
1: and we'll have all um we'll have some articles and stuff in the show notes that you all can see, check definitely out that we use yeah, that in, we use, yeah. So so if I have no problem um no problem sharing exactly definitely. what we see. And
0: we're on iTunes now, so mm-hmm. reviews and ratings is, is please, very important to please to the algorithm. Some so and reviews. Please five star review. If you mess with us, hashtag random series, share this to all your friends, man. Yeah. And, um yeah. We appreciate it. See you next
1: episode, baby.